Welcome to Word Matters. In this series, I chat with people that I admire. These are people I might know for decades, someone I just met, or something I've come across reading about them or watching them in a YouTube video. What I do is I ask them what word matters most to them. And why I do that is I want to find out how that word has influenced their life, their career, and how they're giving back their intellectual and emotional capital. Hi, it's Tony Chapman. You're listening to Chatter That Matters, presented by RBC. On this platform, we populate it with videos and posts and podcasts. The idea is to cut through the clutter and focus on what matters most to help you get to where you need and deserve to go. Today, I'm honored to talk to a very special individual. If you Google him, you realize he's world-renowned in tourism. You learn about his family, three generations. It's made it part of their lifeblood. Welcome to the podcast, Mario Mikowski. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. And uh, welcome officially to Costa Rica and to obviously to our beautiful Santa Teresa and the amazing beach and ocean. See, if you're listening, you know I've just been busted. I'm in Costa Rica for the winter. I'm 100 meters from the ocean. It's one of the most beautiful countries. I've been here many times. I had an opportunity to sit down with someone that's helped influence the policies of Costa Rica. But before we get into tourism and what you're doing today, what brought you as an individual into making this your life's passion? Was it a, is it part of your family and your business, or is it just something you, you fell into? So, so I consider myself a third-generation hospitality in Costa Rica. Um, we um, started in 1963. My dad's uncle, my great-uncle, was uh, the founder, the, 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 the owner of the Hotel Presidente in downtown San Jose. So 1963, this is April, JFK is giving a major address in the Costa Rican uh, famous National Theater in downtown. And Mr. President, I want to express again our thanks to you. We could not feel more at home a thousand miles from the United States than here in Costa Rica. He's paraded down this Avenida Central where the hotel is located. Everybody cheers. Welcome, Presidente. Welcome, Presidente. My, un- my great uncle is standing outside the construction, sees the parade and says, that's a perfect name for the hotel. We're going to name it the Hotel Presidente. So ever since he opened 1963, it's been the Hotel Presidente in downtown San Jose. It's gotten obviously better and improved over time, but it's still a landmark in, in the city. My dad was an architect. He was a uh, trained architect that uh, did a lot of developments, housing, some building, but his passion was nature and tourism. Um, he was the very unique individual that thought that uh, Costa Rica could go grow grapes. He started a vineyard. I mean, he had a lot of out-of-the-box ideas, and one of them was building a hot springs resort at the base of an active volcano in the northern part of Costa Rica. This is the Arenal Volcano, early 90s. He found the perfect spot in the middle of the rainforest with an amazing hot springs river flowing through it right at the base of the volcano you have an amazing view of the volcano at the time it was very active having um, eruptions daily night even hourly Um, so he created the first true hot springs resort of costa rica and it's been around and my family's been involved ever since i joined the family business in the late 1990s uh first Worked at the Presidente, then worked at Tabacón, and that led me to opening this beautiful place here in Santa Teresa as, I guess, the third family venture in tourism and keeping with the tradition of each generation opening one place. This is mine. Um, I guess we'll see what my kids get to do.
but you left Costa Rica to get educated. From what I understand, you at University of Pennsylvania, then you went to Columbia. Was the idea to sort of expand your learning and bring some of that thinking back to Costa Rica? Well, that's a that's a great question. Um, I was lucky enough to to be able to first go to the University of Pennsylvania, and I was a, uh, a trained biomedical engineer. Back in the day, I was. Um, I'm going to age myself, but I was a um, big fan of the $6 million man. So that's what I wanted to build. That's Ever since childhood, that was my dream. Um, so I got the degree at Penn. Uh, after a few years, I came. I mean, after I graduated, I came back. I worked with my family business in construction for a few years. Then went um, to Columbia University. Got my MBA. I One of those lucky things I took a marketing class. I was not expecting to like it or to be good at it. I fell in love with it. I thought that was fantastic. And then my whole life has been around marketing sales and then later in um, sustainability. So um, after Columbia, I was lucky enough to go there on a scholarship. The scholarship uh, had me sign a contract that I had to go come back to Costa Rica to work. And that was the end of it. Stayed here forever. I want to take a second to give a shout out to RBC. RBC, your words matter to me. Since the very beginning, you sponsored my podcast, my posts, my videos. And together, we've looked for insights, ideas, and inspiration to help everyday Canadians and small business owners get to where they need and deserve to go. And not once have you asked for anything in return. And it's not just me. Look at Future Launch, a $500 million investment to help youth find and pursue their path in life. RBC, your words matter to me and to a lot of Canadians. You must have a lot of words at the tip of your tongue given everything you've done so far in your life, but if you had to focus on one word that matters most and has defined who you are and what you bring to the, uh, to the game every day, what would it be? So I'm a true believer that uh, Costa Rica's main advantage in tourism is sustainability. So that would be my word and my... If the one thing that I want to help everybody in the country jump on board and hopefully the world is to be sustainable, not only at your own personal practices, but in your businesses. And you are seeing, I mean, I, I, I've been to a lot of conferences pre-COVID. Um, you go to the Virtuoso conference, they talk about sustainability, the, the signature travel, they're doing their own foundation, helping uh, communities in Africa and other places build, um, bring education. You go to the small luxury hotels, which we belong to. They also have a big sustainability um, initiative. So this is becoming like, you know, some things are trendy in our industry, as you very well know, and they pass. I think this is here to stay. I think sustainability will be here for a long time. I hear sustainability in almost every boardroom nowadays. Sustainable culture, sustainable this, sustainable that. And I hope it is here to stay. But how would you, as one of the world thinkers on this, define sustainability for the listener so they'd say if we hit if we build it on these pillars or these principles then we can look in the mirror and say we're part of this movement so our philosophy in Tawakon and our businesses in terms of sustainability is based on three pillars as, as you mentioned um, number one is protection of the environment and Costa Rica in general is very big on that over 25% of our land is protected primary and secondary rainforest uh, we do a lot of incentives to protect the rivers, protect the, the oceans. Um, so Costa Rica is known for protecting the, the, the resources. Number two is working on um, 
clean energy is sustainable or um, clean, what do you call this? Um, green energy or? Green, thank you. That's a good one. So green practices in general, not just energy, but, you know, recycling, um, limiting single-use plastic, uh, finding alternative um, materials that are more uh, in tune with nature. We do have here, for example, the five-minute beach cleanup. It's, you're not going to clean the beach in five minutes. We are very much aware of that. But the impact that gives you, and especially if you have kids, on the amount of plastic, microplastic, everything that's going on with the oceans that eventually hits our shores, leaves you a mark. Leaves you a mark. You 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 take that home, and you you learn about you know that something that happens in Japan's coast or some boat in the middle of the ocean, or even currents coming from South America or North America can eventually land here. So it doesn't matter how how. Um, progressive how clean how you know how good we are in terms of protecting we are one world and we can get hit with the plastics with the debris with the with the garbage from anywhere in the world so that's another pillar is um, working to clean and you know clean practices as uh, sustainable single-use plastic things like that and finally the community outreach which is extremely important um, everybody gets uh, benefited from tourism from the small guy to the big guy everybody works together it's one community and if the community needs help coming out, um, it's part of your the businesses to pitch in and uh, work together for improving education, improving services. Um, you know, and this obviously in this pandemic that we're going through, this has been a huge component because um, everybody's suffering together. So we need to find a way through government laws, through lobbying, through uh, pulling together, through supporting one another. Um, and you see that eventually this is paying off. So what I see in a lot of places around the world is a growing divide between the have and the have-nots. And, you know, the people that have wealth and the people that don't. How can you apply these wonderful principles of sustainability where we look after each other, where it's one planet, it's one community? How can we take it out of a country like Costa Rica where it might be ingrained in your culture and have other parts of the world embrace it, saying that that's a better place to be versus just one side of the table owning all the chips? Well, first of all, I don't necessarily agree that Costa Rica is over the hump. I mean, we still have those cases that you're mentioning. We're not the ideal in any, in any way, shape or form. We're not the, the perfect model to follow. We do have a lot to work, work to do to improve. Um, but we do have a mentality in our countries where winner takes all. Right. I mean, it's a Wall Street mentality. It's a little bit of the business mentality. If I don't crush my my, my competition, even if I'm doing well, then I, I'm not good enough. Um, that's that's where you need to change. We need to learn that if we are running full capacity, our hotel is full, our clients are happy, business is good, and the neighbors doing just as well or even better than we are, then that's fine. I mean, everybody's getting. You know, we we cannot just. It's not a winner take all one small pie and whoever takes the big, biggest, biggest piece wins. And you can see, for example, very, very good examples. I personally admire Bill Gates as somebody who made it big, did everything he wanted to do in the business world, for a long time was the richest man in the world, and then suddenly became sort of a, I don't know what you want to call it, an altruistic or... or a, we did that whole billion dollar program, I think, with Warren Buffett, where half his wealth he's giving back. Well, it's more than a billion. I mean, it's, no, I mean, every billionaire, he's right. encouraging billionaires Correct. to give at least half of their wealth back. Correct. That's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's admirable. I mean, somebody that was in the pinnacle dominating his industry, dominating 
wealth just to drop everything and you know change the the way of living and change the the approach is is admirable and there's a lot of different world leaders that you can follow in that suit i mean the I think that the, 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 the business world is changing. And when you're, you're a sought-after speaker, I mean, when I Googled you, I could see you're appearing at this conference, moderating this panel on this panel. I mean, people really go after your opinions on tourism. We all know that around the world, tourism is essentially a central part of the new economy for everything you talked about. It employs a lot of people, investment. As You, you know, it's, it's an equalizer between big and small. What advice can you give countries in terms of how to ensure that they're not only investing in it, but they're investing it with some of the sustainable principles you talk about, which is, you know, uh, the use of the land, the energy that goes into tourism, and obviously the culture that surrounds it. Well, I don't know that I can give advices to countries. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm I don't, allowed to ask. You I that. don't. I don't brand myself to be that knowledgeable or that, or that wise. Uh, I can talk to you about my own country. And Costa Rica has been facing, we've faced a philosophical debate on the best model to develop. Because if you've been, you've, you've been around the country, you've seen some of our sort of more typical resort areas where you have the big all-inclusives, there's golf courses, there's big marinas, there's that type of development that does exist in Costa Rica. And then you have the rest of the country, which is more of the small hotels, uh, working together in a community, in a town like this one in Santa Teresa, where our guests, 50%, 60%, go into town for dinner, eat in the restaurants, they, they hire the surf shop, they go on a tour to the, to the reserve. Everybody gets help. So it is a debate, and that debate needs to happen uh, at higher levels, but has to bring in a lot of energy from everybody, because everybody has a say. On the one hand, you have the, the president of the country loving to open the newest Four Seasons and the newest Six Senses or whatever is going to come, because that politically looks good. But he's never going to come in and open a 25-room hotel in the middle of nowhere that maybe has $100 a night average rate. It's not doesn't look that uh, glamorous, right? That's got to change. You know that that we need the support to say, okay, it is great to have your own little successful 25-room hotel and hopefully grow it. It is okay to have your Costa Rican restaurant in the middle of town and hopefully you'll do fantastic. It is an amazing um, success that you're able to establish that business, grow it, you know, give employment to other people, buy from the local producer, and then you, the, the chain, the, the whole sort of uh, linkage starts happening. and. And that permeates to the grower, the, the, the egg producer, and the farmer, and the uh, and the tour guide, and the transportation guide, and then everybody's happy. And then you have social stability, and you have more economic. I know a guy, and this is another guy I admire in Costa Rica. He arrived in the volcano area about a little less than 20 years ago, 15 years ago. He was a certified guide, arrived with his backpack, all his clothes in his back, literally young guy, started a tour operation company. Pre-COVID, he was hiring 150 people, had 25 bands. He had offices in, in three parts of Costa Rica. Big entrepreneur, he went and bought a hotel, he bought a restaurant in town, he has a lot of different establishments. It's a success story. He started with the clothes on his back in a, in a guiding or a certified guide degree from the local nature school. Uh, guys like that make Costa Rica tourism. It's not the big 
$100 million investment that you come with a, with a fund from New York and then you open a big luxury hotel. That's welcome, but that's not what we are. You know that, and, and you know that also because you're a branding expert, but I'll give you an example. I just wrote a post about Venice, and when I first went to Venice, I loved going down the little alleyways. There's the map maker, the antique books. There's these little shops that were almost uh, frozen in time. They're so wonderful. Ten years later, I go back, and that's Burberry and Gucci, and, and it looks like every other high street in the world. Yeah. And the problem is that in, inside, the people in Venice must have said, this is wrong, but they move it out an inch, they move it out an inch, they move it out an inch. Next thing you know, it just looks like a, it looks like a tourist operation. How do you contain, uh, contain the appetite for the, the ribbon cutting that says we just brought another four seasons in and we're going to build another golf course, which makes you just become like every other part of the world that offers a great climate and an ocean, to continue to build up this brand in Costa Rica, which is, as you said, that spiritual, that pura vida, that's, it's, that's local, that's, that's, that you can, you, can, you can immerse yourself. As people say when they come here, they almost leave a piece of their heart when they leave. So how do you keep that going and win that debate knowing that, Maybe history's against you. Capitalism's against you. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-capitalist. I mean, I believe in capitalism. I just don't believe in in sort of extreme aggressive measures where you know, back to the winner takes all. That that don't. But it's about education of the of the traveler, and you Canadians, and not because you're sitting here, but you guys are much better than most of the world especially, uh, you know, you believe in nature, you believe in, in uh, sustainability, clean energies. Uh, we do have the Canadians that love the all-inclusive and stay at the beach in the big resorts, but most of the Canadians come to Costa Rica come to appreciate nature and appreciate what we offer. So it's attracting the right type of tourists, the right type of visitor that's going to appreciate what we offer. Um, I do have, for example, as I go around visiting travel agents and going to all the conferences, I do ask a lot of agents that have may maybe never been here or maybe they have, and their knowledge of the country is limited, and that's what they can sell because that, that's what they're familiar with. So you need to bring the influencers, and I don't mean the Kardashians of the world. I'm talking about the travel agents that recommend tours, that I'm talking about the, the people that, that can actually make a difference and show them what we're all about and educate them on what Costa Rica is. And that's one of my missions. Uh, so once you bring them to the volcano, to Tortuguero, to the cloud forest, to the beach towns, away from the big resorts, you open their eyes and say, okay, I have something else I can offer my clients who are afraid to, to go to an unbranded or unflagged hotel because they don't know what they're gonna get to. So educating the middle, the, the, the advisor, uh, creating the image of the country, attracting the right tourist um, is how you're going to get to developing. Because if you bring in that tourist, then we will supply the, 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 the services that that tourist is looking for. I've been chatting with Mario Mikowski. He's uh, uh, world-renowned uh, on tourism. His heart is in Costa Rica. And what I'm taking away from this today is, first and foremost, it comes down to the very inner part of marketing know who your customer is and why you matter stay true to your brand stay true to who you are don't be afraid of capitalism but at the same time understand that it's a long game that that, that if you're going to build a brand that's renowned that's talked about 
that people want to continue to come back, that people think about when they've returned home. You build a brand like they're building it in Costa Rica. Mario, thank you so much for joining Chatter That Matters. Thank you for the opportunity. It's a pleasure having you here. And uh, I know you're going to be around, so hopefully we'll see you again. You've been listening to Chatter That Matters. Download Chatter That Matters wherever you get your podcast, or follow me at chatterthatmatters.ca or on Twitter at Tony Chapman. Let's chat soon.